Hey, hot stuff. Looking for a job in the broadcasting industry, if you know what I mean. Am I right, ladies? Ladies? Uh, no. Hang on. All right. Cut, 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 cut. Carl, we talked about this. We're rebranding here at Fox News. We don't say this stuff anymore. We absolutely cannot say hot stuff or am I right, ladies? And also, who says broad? Just stick to the script, okay? And action. Right, sorry. Hey, sexy lady. Are you a total fox built like a brick house looking to be surrounded by... Carl, Carl, I'm going to stop you there. Um, Just why don't we skip the intro and move right to the job description, okay? We're on thin ice here. And action. All right. If you're looking for great benefits, good hours, an amazing work environment, and a chance to get some dick... Carl, Carl, Carl! Fuck it! We'll do it live, fucking thing! We'll We'll do do it it live! Fox News is an equal opportunity employer. We encourage women, people of color, and whoever else they make us say these days to apply. Send headshots. Don't send headshots. Send nudes. Just stay home. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The The Bossy Bossy Show. Coming up, we're talking to Amber Tamblin. Yay! Her new movie, Paint It Black, comes out soon, so we're going to talk to her about that. She also humors us in playing the worst game ever created. Plus, we're checking in with Shauna Thomas. Shauna is the co-founder of Ultraviolet, a cutting-edge feminist organization that organizes on the ground and on the internet to end sexism. They helped oust Bill O'Reilly, and Shauna can help us figure out what's next. So, obviously, the big news the past couple of weeks has been that Bill O'Reilly got uh, fired from Fox News, finally. You're fired. You're fired. After literal years of being accused of sexual harassment. Um, At this point, he's, I mean, probably been accused more than a dozen times. Yes. And for over a decade. Yeah. This is a guy that we literally knew was sexually harassing women and that Fox News just continued to let Mm -hmm. be their main host cool stuff. Well, I mean, okay, that was one of the most surprising things that I learned during I remember knowing vaguely that like <laughs> it was weird timing, so there was definitely this year, I don't remember what year it was. It was a long time ago. Bill O'Reilly released a children's book. No. It was like the O'Reilly factor for kids, right? How to grow up and harass women. Exactly. Like how to <laughs> how to be like me, but that was it, it was literally like sexual harassment allegations started coming out like as the book was coming out and I just remember there being this like hubbub like how fucked up it was that he's like writing this book for kids but also like is clearly a really bad role model and adult and um, but then I I mean I didn't know the full extent of you know the sexual harassment and how much they went to great lengths to cover it up nor did I know that apparently like it is common public knowledge that Bill O'Reilly like very violently abused his wife like in front of his child's children I'm not really sure how many kids he has but there's definitely a youth involved Mm -hmm. who he then openly interacted with and like 
would discuss like, oh yeah, sorry, like like just say really messed up things to the kid, like justifying what he had done. Um, so those were things I learned that were horrifying. And then I also learned that Bill O'Reilly, 100% certifiable creep who got $25 million for being a creep and getting fired, was the most popular cable like TV talking head literally on TV. Like Dark. not just on Fox, like just just the most popular guy on cable TV. Like what? Help us. How to- it's so That's dark. so weird because also, like, do you know anyone who watches that bullshit? Like, it's so weird to me because no one watches Fox News who isn't super far right. So how is he the most po- – like, are there really, like, middle-of-the-road people tuning into the fucking O'Reilly factor at night? Know. Like, I used to watch Morning Joe during the 2008 election. I mean, I think But that also- was about as right as I went, like – I mean, I, I'm sure this doesn't account for, like, a huge chunk of their viewership, but I know a lot of people, including myself and my parents sometimes, will, like, hate watch Fox News to, like, see what they're saying so that you could be like, wow, they truly are idiots. Just a reminder. But ratings are not even based on people who are tuning in. It's based on surveys. Christ. And also, I just want to point out, you know, let's not go ahead and give fox any credit for doing the right thing by firing him the only reason that they're that they finally fired him was because of the fuck ton of activism Mm -hmm. that happened and also Mm -hmm. because of that activism almost all of their sponsors pulled yeah was it like 20 sponsor over 50 it was it was by the time they were you know so color of change and ultraviolet did this campaign and they convinced a bunch of their of the advertisers advertising on the O'Reilly factor to request that their ads not air during the show. So also we can't really give too much credit to the advertisers even because a lot of them worked out special deals with Fox. So they were still placing ads with the Fox network. They just weren't being shown during O'Reilly's show. But the thing about Fox is like Roger Ailes was the chairman of Fox and he resigned amid like widespread class action lawsuit about sexual harassment um, started by Gretchen Carlson. Um, Sarah Palin basically admitted that she was sexually harassed when she worked at Fox uh, this like right after Bill O'Reilly got fired. Um, And literally like what everyone was reporting on just a few days after Bill O'Reilly got fired is that Fox is now being sued by like somewhere between two and nine black employees for um, racial discrimination, including that a like comptroller for Fox News whose office was down the hall from Roger Ailes's office would apparently make black women and white women arm wrestle for entertainment. Wow. Which is like, honestly, good working environment. Just I absurd. Like what? And then would also like, you know, say a lot of really offensive things. And there's basically this lawsuit like she got fired. They're trying to fire someone else who used to like laugh a lot and encourage her to do it. Um, And so, yeah, Fox sucks. Fox has always sucked. They treat the women who work there like garb. Um, There is one man. I believe his name is Bob Shiner. I really hope that his name is Bob Shiner because that's what I wrote down. Um, he still works there. And he is like the, I don't know, the co-president. Uh, he's like literally one of the head honchos at Fox. And he has also been accused of sexual harassment by multiple women. And I mean, 
it's just clear that there's a top-down culture of... And, you know, Sean Hannity was accused of sexual harassment a few days after Bill O'Reilly was fired, but then the woman who accused him recanted. But, I mean, I don't know. I tend to think when women recant that it's retaliation. I mean, basically all we know at this point is that Fox News has this sexual harassment hotline Hmm. that women use all the time, and then they give them millions of dollars, but they don't actually fix the problem. And, like, millions of dollars is fun, but, like... Motherfuckers are trying to have a career. The, the reason that we wanted to talk about about this specific case on the Bossy Show is that Trump has created, or not created, he panders to a cult, a rape culture. You know what I mean? Like he helps mm. create and helps. Um, what is the word? You know what I mean? I'm doing a hand motion. <laughs> there, there's a hand motion. Now. He creates and sustains a rape culture, right? Um, uh, you know, he has his own uh, history of sexual harassment. He also came out um, during the Bill O'Reilly scandal and said Bill is a good guy. That's not something you say uh, when a man is accused of, like, chronically sexually harassing women. Mm-hmm. Calling him hot chocolate. Uh, you know, Trump has also made horrible comments about his own daughter, basically insinuating that he wants to fuck Ivanka. Um, he's done walked in on Miss America contestants, bragged about that, grab her by the pussy, like, tr- like... Our own president has created, perpetuated, that's what I was going to say, a rape culture in America. Yeah. I mean, that's not a good thing when the top most person in your country. Speaking of trickle down. Trickle down. Two things that are coming to my mind. One being that it literally is, you know, it's easy for people to be like, just because Donald Trump's been accused of these things doesn't mean that like other people implicitly think it's okay to do them but like that's not true because literally the day after the election like boys in elementary school were grabbing girls like in the fucking it's fine um inappropriately because they were like the president gets to do it but also i think it is interesting that we elected a president who you know grab her by the pussy um has been accused of raping literally children um, 13-year-old girls um, who was accused of sexual harassment by pretty much, like, every woman he's ever worked with professionally and contestants on The Apprentice, which, by the way, I'm calling him out. I was there at the protest outside MGM right next to my Soul Cycle studio, and they did not, they would not release The Apprentice tapes um, because women who are on The Apprentice said that there's a bunch of footage that got left on the studio floor that would basically be, like, as incriminating as Grabber by the Pussy had been, um, that he was basically an insufferable person to be on this, obviously, in this environment with. So I think it's very interesting that we elected that man president, but simultaneously, because he is president, women are so pissed that um, a lot of shitty men are suffering who maybe were not... Like, Bill O'Reilly's been accused of sexual harassment. We've known about this for so long. And he finally ate worms because women are just so mad. And, like, the resistance is so strong right now that, like, for the first time, a a campaign against Bill O'Reilly resulted in, like, everyone hopping on board. And it's, like, the same thing that's taking down, like... Milo, it's the same thing that's taking down Alex Jones. And I mean, 
Ann Coulter isn't a shitty dude, but damn, is she a piece of trash. And <laughs> she is also suffering. Like, basically, it's interesting to me that because we elected someone as disgusting as Donald Trump president, mm-hmm. now when other people get caught being shitty, disgusting human beings, like, we are all so desperate to prove to ourselves and the world that, like, we actually don't approve of this kind of behavior, right. that we go, like, Damn. Yeah. yeah. We are like, we have to do everything we can to, like, ruin their lives. Ugh. I support it. Okay, so uh, we wanted to talk to Shauna Thomas. Shauna is the co-founder of Ultraviolet, uh, like, as we mentioned, a cutting-edge feminist organization that organizes on the ground and on the internet to end sexism. Um, we're going to talk to her about how they, how Ultraviolet helped lead the revolution against Bill O'Reilly um, what they plan on doing in the future and, you know, where this rape culture and sexual harassment shitstorm is going. Hey, Shauna. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today. Why don't you give us a little background on what Ultraviolet did to get Bill O'Reilly fired and... Um, and maybe also sort of why you all chose to zero in on this particular fight at this particular moment in time. Hi, Carmen. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having Ultraviolet on. Um, I think it's probably useful to know um, that we are, you know, we exist as an organization since 2012 to create a cost for sexism and misogyny, to create accountability for people who go after women's rights and women's um, safe space where, you know, and, and there is no more clear violation of, um, you know, women not being safe at the workplace in this case as at Fox News recently. Um, I'll just, I'll start with the second part of your question about what, you know, why now? I mean, the reality is, is that we and, and a number of our partners, especially another group called Color of Change, um, have been targeting Fox News over misogyny and racism for years. Uh, this has been a long-term uh, campaign that really just kind of hit a, a, a tipping point moment recently when some facts that, that became just undeniable about what O'Reilly was doing um, you know, to people who were from him, guests who came onto his show, how the network had responded by protecting him and paying people off, and what that what what that really says about the culture at Fox News um, as a as a corporation as a place where people work. Uh, we knew that there was something deeply wrong um, and misogynistic and racist about the culture um, when the news about uh, Roger Ailes broke last summer. Um, when we heard about these allegations from o- about O'Reilly, really around the same time that Ailes was forced out, we actually started running a campaign then. But it was when the lawyers for the network determined that they had to release the information about the settled suits um, with m- multiple <laughs> survivors of um, sexual assault and harassment by Bill O'Reilly um, in order to protect their shareholders, we knew that it was uh, a moment where real accountability was going to be possible. And so we um, worked, again, with a number of our partners to collect hundreds of thousands of petitions um, uh, aimed at Fox News. 
But really importantly, um, what what helped to turn the tide, uh, probably in the biggest way, was targeting advertisers. Uh, what we know, um, especially in the last couple of years, is that companies are very, very sensitive to being on the wrong side of issues that affect women directly. And that's a really good development. Um, and what that means is that when you know we we explain to them, you're advertising on this show, and that means you are funding, you know, a, a, a network and a person um, who who has you know who who sexually assaults and harasses women. That's that's going to be bad for your business, and they agreed. And so advertisers started dropping like flies. Momentum started building. It became clear that like that, that serious discussions inside of Fox News within a couple of weeks were happening about. Uh, whether Bill O'Reilly should stay on. We, at that point, we turned our focus after most of the advertisers had dropped to escalating our pressure against Fox News directly. We held a huge protest um, in New York City at their at their studios. Um, we, we, we sent a letter signed by 500 survivors of sexual assault asking them to do the right thing um, and fire Bill O'Reilly. We, we sent thousands of calls to the network over over the period of a week and by Wednesday leading up to the share, to the board meet their board meeting on Thursday this was um, a couple of weeks ago now um, they it, they they made an announcement that in fact they were going to going to let Bill O'Reilly go and since then um, and actually the day it happened we basically said that's um, that's that's good that's great that is justice for the people who um, who were who who were victims of of Bill O'Reilly, but the truth is Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly are tip are tip, the tip of the iceberg. There is a huge culture problem at Fox News, and everybody who enabled this, who were protecting these guys for so many years, decades, even have to go. So just. Yesterday, Bill Shine, one of the co-presidents who has been in the position to protect Bill O'Reilly in particular for years, was forced out. Um, and so we're very excited about this momentum. We are not letting it go. We know that there are more people at the network who supported this culture and protected perpetrators of sexual assault and harassment. And we will um, keep going until it's clear that they have taken the steps necessary to protect the women who work there. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, it's, you know, I remember hearing about um, sexual harassment allegations against Bill O'Reilly a really long time ago. And obviously what we found out is that it took over a decade of women coming forward to get Bill O'Reilly out. Um, and obviously even still, like, there's this racial discrimination suit. Bill Shine just stepped down. He was also accused of sexual harassment. We know that the climate at Fox is not okay. So what are you all thinking you'll set your sights on next to keep up the fight? Like, where are you moving from here? It's a good question, and it's one more we're sort of actively debating internally because the reality is that there there are a lot of people who were probably involved. Some are clearer than others. There are lawyers, you know, who were involved in 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 um, creating the you know agreements with survivors who settled out of court. Um, there were people who you know who who participated in the payoff. Uh, strategy for for over a decade, um, where with respect to Bill O'Reilly in particular, and um, you know, and culpability is a little bit murkier once you get past uh, Bill Shine in particular, whose whose 
whose role was was pretty clear. Um, and so there's there there's like you know a list of you know about ten people <laughs> that we've seen. Um, we're still kind of doing our research. It's a very serious thing, obviously, to you know to name somebody as an enabler, as somebody who contributed to to this incredibly dangerous and unsafe workplace. Um, for Fox News, and so we take that responsibility pretty seriously, you know, and, and we're doing our research to make sure we're, the right people are being named at this point, um, and and also, we're also looking at options for supporting Fox News to let, you know, to, to do the, to, to do the, the, the work beyond personnel, which is key, um, to, you know, to shape an environment that's supportive of women, that's probably going to involve trainings, is probably going to involve, you know, um, somebody from the outside kind of coming in and, and looking at all of the systems and all of the policies that made it possible for so many women to be sexually harassed and assaulted for so long. Yeah. And I mean, I think um, also what's really interesting about sort of Bill O'Reilly finally getting pushed out at a time when, you know, our president is pretty much proud of his history of sexual harassment and being accused serially of sexual assault. Um, And in terms of, like, putting those pieces together, how does Donald Trump's administration foster sort of a rape culture and, you know, just sort of a culture where we actually have to sort of fight to say that sexual harassment is not okay? And how do, how do you think that people can best wage a fight against that culture? I really appreciate this question. Uh, <sighs> it is central, right? Donald Trump is rape culture. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, and, and I don't say that lightly. I mean, it, I think it was an, it's, it, it continues to be an, and was on election night an incredibly traumatic experience. For a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons, but in the, in the context of this particular conversation, I'll just lift up for, for survivors of sexual assault. Uh, we heard from so many of our members um, over the course of the couple days following the election about just how how stunning, how shocking, how how demoralizing and scary, right? It it was to know and is to know that um, that somebody like that. Um, could could not just be powerful, but could be the president of the United the president of the United States. That his behavior, his actions, the things he, now he's not only said but done, weren't disqualifying for everybody in this country, right? Um, to be president. So, I you know it says I think it says a, a lot about where we are uh, on the road to equality, which is to say probably not as far as we would have liked to have thought. On the other hand, I will, I will say that the, the, the outrage that existed, you know, around the election with respect to his, his actions and, and his words, um, about women was real, right? And that's that outrage that existed then among the majority of Americans, by the way, is an outrage that still exists today. Um, and, and, and I'm, Pretty excited to be to to be honest about the extent to which people are willing to not just sign petitions but to show up and protest and to get in people's faces about you know uh, uh, about the fact that this is not okay and they're they're willing to do the hard accountability to say not only is it not okay but you should lose your you should lose your job over it right it's creating that kind of accountability that is going to shift 
behavior. Um, and so I, I do think that um, the fact that so many hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of people are willing to participate at that level and want to um, and see value in that is pretty encouraging. We obviously have a really long way to go. Um, but I think the, this, you know, this accountability campaign against Fox News, you know, is is an important data point. Um, it should serve as a source of encouragement for people who have, you know, who, who, who as I said earlier, really experienced such a traumatic and discouraging moment on election night over this very issue. One thing that I, I think is is useful to point out is that this problem at Fox is not is not it, it, it's it's real at Fox. It's serious at Fox, but it is not limited to Fox, right? One in three women between the ages of 18 and 34 will be sexually harassed or assaulted at work. And that is a huge number of people, um, and and it's and it's not that far off from another really important data point about the type of violence that women face is that you know one in four will experience rape on a college campus. Um, this is you know rape culture and the reality of violence that women face is a, is an epidemic in this country. Um, you know to the extent that what's happening at Fox can shed a light on you know on on what, what is just true about the world that women you know that that we live in right now, I think is important and and hopefully brings more people into the fight. We are here with Amber Tamblin. Hi, Amber. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for doing this. We're really pumped to have you. Yeah, happy to be on it. Uh, you. So you have a lot going on right now. You just had a baby. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, and you have this new movie coming out, Paint It Black. It's your directorial debut. Very exciting. Uh, will you tell us a little bit about how this came about? I know you wrote it, and then you made the decision to direct as well, right? Yeah, I... Um I had read the book. It's actually an adaptation of a Janet Fitch novel. Um, Janet Fitch is most famously known for writing White Oleander. And so her book after White Oleander was a book called Paint of Black. And it was actually Amy Poehler. Um, she's this up-and-coming comedian. You probably have never heard of her. But <laughs> um, she gave me the book about maybe 10 years ago at this point. She just gave it to me as a friend to be like, hey, you should read this book. It's really great. And I read it, and I just was totally blown away by it and could not unsee the film version of what the book would be. And so I spent um, the better part of seven years trying to get it made and getting it made and all the way up to the point we're at right now. Wow. And how did um, you, you worked with Alia Shawkat on it, who stars in the film. Weren't you originally planning on acting in it and then that switched? Yes, Um one of the reasons that I, you know, love the story so much is, I mean, I feel like maybe every actress in all of Hollywood has at one point or another in an interview said there are no good roles for women um, because it's so, so abundantly true. And, um, you know, that was part of the reason I wanted to uh, write this script was to write something for myself that was great because there was 
not a lot of stuff that I was reading that was great. And um, so that'll tell you how long, though. I mean, I'm 33 now, and, um, you know, it, I was much younger then and, and wrote it for myself and actually Ben Foster to play Michael. And Ben was attached for a long time. Uh, the two of us were attached, and then it just became clear that we were both too old. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and then Allie, Cool. Uh, so you're also quite the activist, which we love here. Um, when did you start getting involved in activism? What a ridiculous question. <laughs> the minute Birth? I don't know. The, I came, the second I came out of a, my mother's vagina and found out I was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> found out you were a woman and that everyone treats us like trash. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I actually like don't believe in the word activism. Um, truly, I think if you're a, a minority or a woman or, you know, anybody that feels a constant day-to-day sense of injustice um, uh, or being demeaned, then there's no such thing as activism. There's, uh, there's only, you know, um, living and changing things as you perceive them. Um, meaning, like, activism feels like something that you, that, that somebody engages in, but then they can also stop, like it's a hobby that they pick up. Right. And I just feel like if, if that's, that's, if that's the experience of your life, uh, if that's your life experience, then it's constant from the day you're born. There's, there's, there's no other way of living or understanding. But I, I guess that's kind of a hardcore activist thing to say, because there's plenty of... No, it's like survival. Do. Yeah. Yeah, but there are there are plenty of women who are like just bummed out that Louboutin doesn't have a shoe in their side, and that's as far as it goes for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, also a lot of the people that we talk to on our show are women who like started getting active, quote unquote, you know, around the time of the election. So that's you know cool to hear that mm. you've been passionate about survival your whole <laughs> life. <laughs> um, well, I think I, I definitely feel like this election changed everything, especially for women. Um, oh, that's New York City behind me, by the way. <laughs> loud, lovely, nice Anyway, okay, back to, so we're talking about, um, talking about a- activism, and, um, yeah, I think right. this election really changed things for women, and, you know, there, there's, there's a, certainly a small amount of bitterness that settled in for me, uh, this time around, because, um, you know, I, I co-ran, Amer- um, uh, I co-ran Hillary Clinton's youth outreach program in 2008 for that campaign. Um, both America Ferrera and I and ran it. And uh, none of this was new. None of the behavior towards <laughs> Hillary Clinton, none of the, yeah. Yeah. Um, the sexism, the misogyny. It was just a repeated language, um, a repeated attitude. And so it was really hard for me not to feel bitter about it because a lot of the celebrities and voices that came out to support her this time did not support her. Not only didn't support her in 2008, but they allowed themselves to engage in misogyny. Um, yeah. I won't name names, but that <laughs> it was like very hard for me to go, you know, this is hard for people to see that, that women are always the last thing to be cared for um, and that misogyny and sexism are always the last conversation to be had it's sort of like the invisible um uh politics that we just don't want to engage in it's okay to engage in uh talking about racism like i feel like americans are comfortable now at least just talking about it um even if they can't see the difference 
certainly white people can't see the difference between you know, <laughs> what is and isn't racism. But still, to this point, we're not even at a place where it's okay to talk about sexism or misogyny or and what possibly could be that. So it, it, it's very hard, but it, it definitely, you know, if this is what it took um, to get more women engaged, then, uh, you know, that's, that's part of life and that's part of the, the, the women's evolution, I think. Totally. So speaking of sexism, misogyny, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, uh, this episode is about sexual harassment, um, of course, coming off the news of Bill O'Reilly being fired at Fox News. Um, And so we're going to do a bit. We're going to play a little game called Is This Harassment, which is probably the worst game show (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, But so, Amber, we're going to read a scenario, and you and for those of you listening will guess, is this harassment? Okay. All right, here here we go. All right. Number one. Is this harassment? Your boss walks by your desk and simply says, hey, hot chocolate. Is this harassment? Uh, well, it might be harassment and also racism, depending, depending on who he's saying it to. Yeah, that's why it was both when Bill O'Reilly said this to a woman of color who worked for him among other things, including, like, leering at her, the most recent woman to come forward. That was his name for Wait, her. Wait, did he, did he say that? Yeah, yes. he said, hey, hot chocolate. A Bill O'Reilly original. <laughs> yeah, it's a Bill O'Reilly original quote. Oh, my God, I didn't know that. I was just making a joke about what a racist white man would say. Yeah. <laughs> that wow. is a racist thing yeah. a white man wow. would say. <laughs> you perfectly glimpsed into his mind. <laughs> All right, number two. Guys, we gotta we have to start we have to start an offshoot podcast called Racist Things White People White Men Would Say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. Awful. Okay, number two. Is this harassment? You're chilling at the office, minding your own goddamn business, when your boss approaches. He says he'd like to shower with you and fondle you with a quote falafel thing, which later you'll find out he meant a loofah. Is this harassment? Let me think about it. Yes, it is. That is Ever correct. Uh, this was a real 2004 lawsuit with an associate producer who worked at Bill O'Reilly. Once again. Guys, I'm detecting a theme. <laughs> you heard it here first. Bill O'Reilly called a loofah a falafel thing. Um, so number three. Is this harassment? You're on a popular television news program, and despite being promoted to deliver an argument, prompted to deliver an argument, which you do, and you make many clear, precise, and accurate points, the male host of the show calls you hysterical. He also tells you he will make any woman who complains about his behavior pay so dearly that she'll wish she'd never been born. Is this harassment? (laughs) I think we both, I think all three of us know the answer to this question, and that is big, fat, yes. Yes, also a Bill O'Reilly original <laughs> is like quite possibly the strangest, most terrifying thing that your boss could say to you. It's really like not funny at all, but like as a woman who has had to file a sexual <laughs> harassment claim at a place of work, it's, I mean, it's just, it's like you can't even write this he's, stuff. You have to like laugh so as not to cry. He's so rapey. Like, you know what I mean? The way he looks. He looks rapey. Oh, totally. And he also, like, is rapey. (laughs) (laughs) As we we have seen. Uh, 
All right, next up, number four. Is this harassment? You're at the office and, hey, it doesn't matter what you're wearing because you can wear whatever the fuck you want, but let's just go ahead and insist that you are dressed in typical business attire. Despite your efforts to make sure men aren't distracted by your sheer existence as a human person, a man in the office says, when I was in college, professors didn't look like you. <laughs> is this harassment <laughs> ever? Oh, my God. That has got... Okay, that's a hard yes, and that's got to be Donald Trump, right? That was actually Bill (laughs) (laughs) O'Reilly. You guys, that's your theme. Yeah. Also, just learned that Bill O'Reilly did, in fact, go to college. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Surprising. Um, So, okay, we're just going to, like, drop the bit at this point. Like, we, we get it. Bill O'Reilly, horrible. Um, but these are things that happen. <laughs> but these are things that happen every day to real women, myself included. I'm sure both of you as well. It's been yeah. it's been yes, a time. Uh, but Amber, thank you for playing along and thank you for being a guest on the Bossy Show. It was really great having you. Likewise, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Amber's film Paint It Black hits theaters May 19th, so go see it. Thank you, Amber. Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Bossy Show. Sexual harassment in the workplace is exceedingly common. If you're being sexually harassed at work, you have options. If you're looking for resources, go to bit.ly slash shresources to find hotlines and organizations that can help you seek justice. There are people you can talk to who have been through the same thing. Always remember, you're not alone. Tons of us have been there too. That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. Go to ultraviolet.org to join Ultraviolet's community of activists fighting for a better Fox News and a better country. Special thanks to Amber Tamblin and Shauna Thomas for being on our show. Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us. <laughs>